Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with music, uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 2, and Netflix's atrocious new rule. Atrocious. Awful. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Tea Time underscore 33 and on Instagram at Tea Time Pod. Okay, before I get into the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, Tea Time's checking in with music. I'm handing this off mostly to Kate and Amelia, but I did try to contribute, and I will at the very end. But Kate, I'm just going to hand it to you now. Go ahead. Thank you. This weekend is a big weekend for me personally. Mm. Uh, It's the Grammys, which I don't usually care very much about, but arguably my two favorite musical acts are performing and nominated this weekend. First of all, Harry Styles confirmed to be opening the Grammys with what I assume is going to be Watermelon Sugar, like, which is fine. That was his biggest hit. You know, if he's not doing something insane with a watermelon on stage, I'm going to be disappointed, (laughs) but like, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Hopefully he wins. He's never been nominated before. And then also never nominated before BTS. You guys, they're nominated. They're performing. It's a big night for me personally. If they win, it'll be the first K-pop act in history to win a Grammy, which is obviously, wow. you know, big for them, big for the industry. We love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, very exciting. Oh, fingers crossed for both of those. But, you know, there's been a lot of controversy about the Grammys this year as every year. And, you know, we as a society could like maybe care about them less and that would help. Uh, (laughs) But a lot of people speaking out against them. There's been a lot of discourse about, you know, history of racism and all that. Uh, And some very notable snubs. First of all, The Weeknd, who had the biggest album, biggest song of 2020, uh, was snubbed for After Hours and Blinding Lights. And he was super pissed, rightfully so. Uh, He initially just like tweeted out about how it's corrupt, etc. And now he's boycotting them in the future, which is notable because it's not like he's never won before. And he's like, oh, I'm going to boycott the Grammys. He's like Mm -hmm. won a lot of Grammys and is extremely popular. And he's like, I'm never submitting my music for a Grammy again, which is big. Mm. Um, And honestly, I like it. Like, put your money where your mouth is. That's great. And the Grammys are corrupt and bad. Um, (laughs) And then also Zayn Malik was pissed about being snubbed, which, you know, okay. I mean, sure. But you can be, you can be mad too. Um, he you said, you can be mad too. I mean, it's fine. Oh, God. Um, he said, I think fuck the grant. Sorry, this website I'm on censored out the word fuck. So I'm just <laughs> assuming that that's what it is. Fuck the Grammys and everyone associated. Unless you shake hands and send gifts, there's no nomination considerations. Next year, I'll send you a basket of confectionery. If you read it in his accent, it's better. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's tough. And the weekend snub is tough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some great nominees this year. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion, Cardi B. They're going to perform what I assume is WAP, which I can't wait to see how they make oh, that yeah. appropriate yeah. for, for television. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor Swift performing, Dua Lipa performing. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, they're obviously it's going to be socially distanced to a certain extent. I think some parts will be pre-recorded. Some parts they're doing like four separate stages in L.A., 
Um, mm. So we'll see how it goes. I was yeah. impressed. I remember being impressed in August with the VMAs because I thought the pre-recorded segments were actually kind of better because they're mm. smoother and they just kind of... Yeah. I thought the musical performances were better. So I think it's going to be a mix, maybe more live than the VMAs did. Um, Kate, are you going to be... Good. Are you going to be live tweeting this night on the no. Grammys night? The BTS oh. fans are really mad at me lately, so I don't want to attempt. <laughs> I don't want to poke that behind. Sure, um, sure. But I will be I will be celebrating myself if they win. Uh, if you okay. don't see me do it on social media, that is why. <laughs> Please know I'm extremely happy in my own home. Um, may send the occasional Harry Styles thirst tweet. They just come out oh, yeah. of me. I can't control them. And I also, I really love Dua Lipa and I love future nostalgia. So I really hope that cleans up as Agreed. well. So yeah, right. I will be, I don't know that I'll be live tweeting because I fear the fans of, of everyone. I <laughs> fear all fans, really. I too am scared of being online, <laughs> yeah. so I yeah. get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm rooting for everyone, as they say. Most people, not everyone. Sure, sure. Okay, yeah, cool. I like that. Next, highly requested by the teabaggers. We gotta discuss. Amelia, what's the news in your oh corner? Well... As some of you may know, The Masked Singer came back for the fifth season. And this is the fifth season in two years. And uh, they, okay, I just want to say this show decided to become even more chaotic than it already was. I thought it was gaining a little traction on the legitimate side. I don't know why I thought that. That was stupid. And yeah, it's like they threw dynamite into a bucket and they said, fuck it. Who cares? We don't care. We don't care about (laughs) reputation. We just want to make it as crazy as possible because people love that. And you know, fine. That's fine. And um, so the whole premise of this season is that it's like game changers. So I, which makes no it's it's I know it's really the game changing things are like whoa Niecy Nash has replaced Nick Cannon because he had COVID and then they have I mean um, that's good no that is not good the COVID, I, not the COVID right, right, Niecy, right. Nash. Niecy Nash is good Um, but the other game changing aspects to I don't even they're not using the word right but what it's like when Survivor <laughs> did it and it was like you brought those people they're not game changers but okay um <laughs> But okay, so just bear with me. One of the new aspects of the game, and I don't know which dumbass producer thought of this, but (laughs) shame on you. There's now a rooster that drops clues to the people watching, but not the judges. And you also have to guess who the rooster is at the end, I guess, of the show. But I know. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking at your faces and you're okay. like a, a rooster dropping clues. So they yes. just added another mystery person just to the who gives. But here's the thing. His whole crux is that he gives clues, but it, they're shitty clues. Like the clue for the porcupine was good at not being roadkill. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> Wait, I do know. you find clues about the rooster? Because the rooster is a mystery until the end, too, I'm guessing. Right, yes. No, okay. and then he doesn't give you any clues, except maybe okay. he does in his words. But his name is like Cluckadoodle Clue or something. I don't oh, want to talk about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Okay. So, and then they, okay, this is just like, whatever, it's fine. But, okay, so the <laughs> the the group A performed on Wednesday night, and it was Russian Doll, who everyone thinks is Hanson, and they mm-hmm. did their whole performance together the little one got up on his feet again and twirled around that's that's always fun um and oh here's this is a fun one you guys i didn't know that nicole scherzinger was such a glee fan because she ended up guessing that it was matthew morrison and kevin McHale from glee because she saw breadsticks in the clue video and she was like everyone knows that in glee there was a restaurant called breadsticks everyone knows that what the fuck are you talking about i actually about? do remember that they have the I really skinny don't. hard breadsticks oh my god oh my god matthew morrison is a good guess it's only a matter of actually, time yeah, you're incredibly I'm sorry, right but the funniest part about this is we have not even gotten to the punchline and <laughs> oh, the crux I'm of sorry. the story no yes. but it's just this is the world that we're living in it's layers yes, it is <laughs> it is <laughs> and then we have seashell we have raccoon um who had a really dark backstory uh and then <laughs> porcupine slash robopine sure he came okay. out as a porcupine but then he was like, I'm actually Robo Pine. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> um, and then finally, the masked creature that came out and was unmasked was Snail. And it was a snail with a giant hat on top of it. Um, and they sang 
You Make My Dreams Come True by Hall Notes. And it didn't sound exactly like it sounded as if someone was trying to put an affect on their voice. And Jenny McCarthy was like, it sounds like Kermit the Frog. And everyone was like, yeah, it sounds so weird. It sounds like someone is putting an affect on their voice. And it honestly sounded like the guy who does Kermit the Frog was a country music singer and then like kind of tried to do the Kermit voice a little bit. It was very weird. <laughs> and so everyone guessed and people said like Adam Carolla and they and was like <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. And it was just like that is sad for Adam Carolla and Jimmy Kimmel. And then uh, Jenny my favorite guest of the night, you know, just she's just a national treasure. She said, um, you know, I really was going to go with Adam Carolla, but I think it's Ted Cruz. <laughs> what? <laughs> so Jenny McCarthy guessed Ted Cruz. Oh um, and Nisi, you should have seen Nisi Nash's face. Her, she was like, what the fuck? Are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But if you remember, Jenny also guessed Barack Obama, her right. infamous oh, Barack Obama guest Jenny. on season one with the pineapple. Yeah. She was like, Hawaii, pineapple, Barack Obama. Yeah. Okay. And then, okay. So then they were like, okay, unmask it. And, you know, they're like, nah, nah, nah. and um, the the men in black, the guys who assist everyone, they're like taking off the, the top hat. And everyone's like, oh my God. And they lift it off. And there's nothing there. There's literally nothing. And everyone's like, oh, what's going on? There's Is there a human being inside? What's going on? Oh, my God. And then Nisi Nash was like, oh, there's something inside. And then you see they zoom in to the top of the snail and two little green hands <laughs> come up to the surface, <laughs> lift up, and it's fucking Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like, you have got to be fucked. I waited this entire time to see goddamn Kermit, who's already in a costume. Some guy's hand is up his ass and it's a costume. (laughs) There have got to be some rules here, people. Thank you. I have have several questions for Amelia. First of all, please. Would you have been more or less pissed if it had been Ted Cruz? Wow. That is a great question. Well... I think if it were Ted Cruz, it would just show what a piece of like trash loser like you're resorting to this. He is right. so- also a tough look for the show. I think Kermit, oh, yeah. uh, even though it's a fictional character, you got to right. take it over Ted. Second question. Mm. This video like blew up on social media. It was like yeah. everywhere. Uh-huh. Do you feel like a little protective <laughs> of the mass Singer when you see everyone like sharing this video, no context, doesn't watch the show, doesn't have the background that you have, doesn't have the commitment? Sure. Do you feel like you don't even know? Like you guys I, don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, a little bit. I feel more, honestly, I feel more wounded by the show that they have <laughs> made this into a mockery for people mm. who really enjoy it. And it's mm. just like, okay, you're giving us fucking Kermit the Frog. Like I like Kermit the Frog, obviously, but- like Liz was <laughs> right. saying, there have to be some rules here, okay? We have God. to draw the line somewhere, but we apparently do. we don't because this, Amelia, this really opens up the floor to exactly. a, a whole slew of people. We can't even think of the possibilities yet. I mean, oh it could God. be like an animated character. I, I am assuming <laughs> they would find a way to do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Like, what are we doing here? But then, I also, I have to admit my first thought was, Kermit the Frog, why? Is he promoting something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we live in a sick world. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Just totally random, uh, totally chaotic, which actually is what the mass Singer does. I best, guess so. if that's true, I, I think I want to say they just put the Muppets on Disney Plus. So maybe there's that angle. Mm. I don't know. But it was just like, you know, and of course, freaking Ken Jong with his dumb jokes had to be like uh, our biggest celebrity yet. And of course, they oh, apparently good. Kermit is like an Oscar winner or something. And of course, they put that into the package. They're like, we have blah, 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 like Grammy winners blah, blah, and one Oscar winner. Oh, like, are you fucking kidding oh, me? Good. And then, all, OK, terrible. sorry, one more rant, because this is actually... <laughs> This is does not bode well for the rest of the competition because if Kermit is your most famous being on this show, because that's mm-hmm. usually <laughs> the slot that they put, the first person out is usually the most famous person because they, like Kate was saying, they just want to promote something and, and be off the show. And I'm really afraid. I'm really afraid <laughs> because if Kermit is the best you have, yeah, 
Oh, it's going to be a tough road ahead for you, but I can't wait to uh, have you update us every single week. I genuinely, it's it's like my favorite part of the podcast. Me too. Not even joking. We did this outline wrong and that I had to follow because I, I, as a co-host, you have to contribute. And I tried to contribute to this music category. This is going to be 10 seconds long. Just a PSA, I guess. Shania Twain is uh, on the rise once again because she is really making her way through TikTok and like bringing a whole new slew of young people to Man, I Feel Like a Woman, which was released in 1999. An eternal bop. And um, (laughs) I actually thought that she had taken like a a 20-year hiatus. But no, she has been releasing music throughout the the aughts. in the 2010s. But anyway, she's in the studio again. People keep your eye out for new Shania Twain music if you like her music. And anyway, yeah, let's move on. Cross promotion, uh, 60 Songs, our music podcast this week, did uh, their episode on Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. So there you go. If you you love her, go listen to that too. Agreed. Okay, next category, relationship news, not worth the tea. And this week in social media, Kate, take it away. You know, like I said, this weekend is big for me. Very exciting with some of my favorites nominated for Grammys. And there's always balance in the universe. You know, the universe gives you something good and they have to take (laughs) something away as well. And uh, I'm just going to spit it out. I don't want to talk about it very long. I'm going through a difficult (laughs) personal time. There are rumors that Florence Pugh is engaged to Zach Braff, if not already married. Wow. She was spotted with a ring. Uh, I'm working through it. Personally, I'm working yeah. through my feelings. Uh, I'm trying to accept it, having difficulty. <laughs> and oh that's all I'm going to say. Think of me during this time. <laughs> I we just, are. We are. And I just Thank find you. it funny that, like, you know, she was recently nominated for an Oscar, right? And and Zach Braff is out here begging Lauren Michaels on Twitter to, like, play <laughs> a n- number of famous politicians. Like, <laughs> I can't see that because he blocked me on Twitter, but I can't think of why. Um, but yeah, I think she was maybe a Golden Globe nominee. I don't know. Either way, she's yeah, crushing it and he's fucking, yeah. I don't know. He's the worst. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I'll be happy for them someday. Thank you about maybe. you, Kate. Thank you. Um, next little piece of relationship news ask is Emily Ratajkowski gave birth. Not a lot to report here. She gave birth to her first child. Um, their child's name is Sylvester Apollo Bear. Uh, obviously with her husband, Sebastian Bear McClard. We've talked about this couple a lot. Not a whole lot to say. They joined, this baby joined them, quote, Earthside, which you always love when celebrities use that term. God, we get it. Anyway, congrats. That felt like a fast pregnancy. It feels like like Sophie Turner's like lasted me a lifetime. And then Emily Ratajkowski was like a month long. I I don't know how that works. Um, Anyway, yeah, congrats. Congrats indeed. On that note, you know, Sylvester, kind of a trendy baby name. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that baby name, among others, there was an article on Refinery29 about how the pandemic has changed baby names. And uh, they quoted Nameberry's top name list of 2021, which is kind of a prediction for what names are going to be popular. So it's based on like data and research, but it's not like, you know, pulled actually from baby names yet. But they're spotting a trend of cottagecore baby (laughs) names. As you know, I'm committed to the cottagecore beat. Yes. Uh, So I found this very interesting. Currently, the top baby names are Olivia and Liam for boys and girls or girls and boys. But increasing popularity in Luna, which is probably Chrissy Teigen's fault. Also, I think that's like one of the most popular dog names right now. So like definitely is you got to pick one or the other. It can't be both. Juniper and Atlas, also very popular. Uh, Also things like Meadow, Willow, and Sage. How do we feel? Honestly, I think these are pretty cute. I said that with an air of like derision, but I actually Mm. think these are cute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, more of that. I actually had plans to name my firstborn Olivia. So I would like for more Sage and Lunas to come in the mix. Maybe in a couple years, it's like a little bit less popular. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure. I like think I'm going to be in LA forever and going to have to deal with a whole preschool (laughs) and elementary school slew of names of, you know, Apple will be like the least of my worries. I feel like in another couple of years. So sure, bring it on. Amelia? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cute. I just, you know, part of me fears for when these kids and it's really society and myself bearing down on them when they reach a certain age and, you know, they're like a doctor. Do you really want to have a doctor like Dr. Sage? I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> I'm, I know that's. Um, yeah, they're a little hippie, a little hippie, a name. little hippie. Yeah. I'm you just know, like, it's like I, when you run into someone named, I don't know. Rainwater, and you're like, really? Right. You're like, Dr. <laughs> Rainwater? Yeah. I don't know yeah. if I trust you yeah. with my life, but mm-hmm. you know, Gen Z's we'll coming for us all. It's inevitable. <laughs> um, I know. 
Okay, next one, uh, Amelia. Yes, Gaga, Lady Gaga. She, you know, she got her dogs back. So happy for her. Thank, Thank goodness. God. Yes, and her dog walker is recovering. And she just posted a photo of herself, I guess, in the Italian Alps, maybe, with Adam Driver and with the caption, Signore e Signora Gucci, hashtag Ooh. House of Gucci, which is an upcoming biographical film. And she's starring as Patricia Reggiani, who was tried and I think convicted of assassinating her ex-husband, who was the head of the Gucci fashion house, Maurizio Gucci, who was played by Adam Driver. And they just look, you know, ski chalet ready. They look great. (laughs) They look incredible. Yeah. There have been so many set pictures like this week from this movie. Once this first one came out, like opened a floodgate and Mm -hmm. the wigs remind me of like, you know, just like, it's kind of like the stars born pictures where like, first of all, everything Gaga is just like, it's like, oh my God, she's wearing this. But like the wigs and like the meme potential of the set (laughs) pictures, just, she's like feeding Adam Driver like a giant donut thing on the street. (laughs) And he looks like, he looks like a beetle and like, she's got like this hair scarf and wig and it's just, it's going to be perfect. All you, I mean, it just seems great. And I do want to see Lady Gaga assassinate, try to assassinate Adam Driver, like in right. any, literally any context, I will watch that. So, yeah, I'm in. And his sweater is giving Chris Evans mm. a sweater and Knives Out a run for its money. Um, yeah, they look great together. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited to watch this movie. It's so. just like mm-hmm. peak internet, like peak yeah. film Twitter internet. Yes. Bliss. Uh, I love yes. it. Really. Uh, lastly, I just, by the time I talk about these things, you know, it's like dead, but I did want to put on those who did not know about it on everyone's radar. Some called nature cereal. That's like making its way online, you know, through the waves. I'm going to read you the ingredients. I really wanted to try it before recording and I could not get to the grocery store in time. I will try it uh, probably this weekend and I encourage everyone to do so and like, let us know your thoughts. Okay. Nature cereal, like blew up on TikTok. It's Quite simple. It started with the TikTok user Nature's Foods. Okay. It's coconut water poured over a mixture of pomegranate seeds, blueberries, Mm. strawberries, and blackberries, served in a bowl and eaten with a spoon. And you put ice like in it. It's like an ice ice cube coconut water mixture with fruit (laughs) in it. It's quite simple. Um, But the thing is, so like it looks okay. Everyone's (laughs) kind of skeptical. And then apparently everyone tries it and loves it. Lizzo tried it, was like, this is really fucking good. And of course, then everyone else went and got it. Um, Apparently the coconut water kind of turns like a little creamy. So it's like a creamy fruit dish. The ice cubes kind of throw me off. I don't know what to do about that. There I'm is not crunchy, sure. but yeah. wouldn't you assume that the coconut water, if you get ch- if you put that in the refrigerator, that's the cold that you need for the dish, right. and you don't yeah. need that. And ice is cubes? it like big ice cubes, like the kind? Yeah, like, I think. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I don't so, understand the point of that. Um, I'm a little Amelia? lost. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Does it like prolongate? The, well. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm confused. Seems I'll like if you wanted it. it to be crunchier, you could like freeze the fruit. Like oh, use frozen a, like smoothie right. fruit oh, instead. Right. Yeah. yeah. Also, I've tried a lot of coconut water. Well, it is a, a thicker consistency than like actual just water water. It's not that creamy. So right. I don't know what, maybe it's like congealing. I'm not really quite sure. I'll try it. I'll let <laughs> you right. guys know. Please report back. I will. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. 
Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Jedi are being murdered. On June 4th, Star Wars returns only on Disney+. Plus. I didn't do it! Believe me! She was my student. Let me be the one to bring her in. Now she is a student of the dark side. An acolyte. Star Wars The Acolyte. Two episode premiere June 4th, only on Disney+. Plus. Okay, let's move on. Favorite part of the episode. The meat and potatoes at tea time. We're going <laughs> to cringe mode and we're covering the sisterhood of the traveling pants too. So if you want the first one, go to last week's episode. This unfortunately is the last movie in the series. So yes. we'll have to move on after this. But in the meantime, let's discuss. So Kate, the plot, please. All right. I usually try to remember these in advance and I didn't do that this time. So let's see how this goes. Um, the girls are back. It's mm. a it's the summer break after their first year of college. They've all split up. We'll talk about which schools they go to. As you know, mm-hmm. it's a favorite nitpick of ours. <laughs> but Tibby is in New York for the summer. She's working in a video rental store. And she has a pregnancy scare with her boyfriend, who's Brian from the first movie. Um, they break up briefly. They get back together. It's fine, but stressful. Lena goes to Greece for her grandpa's funeral. She sees Kostas. They've broken up because of long distance. Uh, she starts to tell him that she still, you know, wants to be with him. And his fucking wife walks up uh, and she's like pregnant. Um, so that's tough. So Lena, you know, she's taking an, an art class. She has a thing with a model, Jesse Williams. It's she's fine. She rebounds. He, she mm-hmm. eventually gets back together with Kostas. Carmen goes to Vermont uh, for like an acting retreat. She's planning on working behind the scenes. She ends up reading for the part of Perdita in The Winter's Tale, uh, gets the part, meets like a sexy British guy, finds her calling on the stage. Mm. Um, Her mom's pregnant, has a baby. That goes great. And then Bridget goes to Turkey for an archaeological retreat. Um, she just fucks up this archaeological <laughs> place. She's like fucking running around. We're going to talk about that too. Not a great spot for her. She realizes that it's maybe not her calling. She has sort of like a breakdown, goes to visit her grandma, Blythe Danner, who's been writing for, to her for many years. Her dad hid the letters. She makes up with her grandma, comes back home. All is well. Great. Yeah. Thanks. All right, let's dive in. Okay. Highlights. Amelia. I would say there was like, they... This takes place a few years after the first movie and they have this really fun, albeit very short pants ritual where they like go to an abandoned yoga studio, I think, <laughs> and they sit in a um, like little circle and they have candles, which is really fun. And they're just like, OK, we're, you know, passing the pants off. And I was like, oh, that's a fun little ritual why can't we see more of it so I, I don't light witchcraft makes every yeah. hangout more fun <laughs> that's true yeah, the, the disappointing thing was that some of the girls eventually like La- La Bridget I guess and Tibby were like well do we have to do it yada yada yeah. I would be that person be like it's the ritual we have the <laughs> rules so I'm definitely team Carmen I feel like she's trying to yes. hold this group of girls totally. together like within an inch of her life <laughs> yeah Yes. Okay, what's your highlight, Kate? Um, you know, the Blake Lively's character, Bridget, is not a great fit personality-wise with this, like, you know, very mm. sort of detailed uh, archaeological dig. <laughs> however, yeah. however, from a fashion perspective, there's something about, like, her hot girl desert fits that I thought was great. <laughs> she's in the khaki shorts. She's got yeah. the baseball cap. Yeah. She's got the linen shirt tied yeah, the around linen her shirt with like the pants and the cargo pants and the hair going everywhere and the dust it's just great one of her best looks in my opinion <laughs> yeah it's better than the sex in the city ladies 
Oh, oh, definitely. Oh, definitely better than oh, that. Oh my God. Good call. Yeah. It was very, very you know, just like she just fits there. Yeah. Um, another highlight for me was uh Ian, who's the British guy, the British actor that Carmen romances. Some highs and lows for him, I guess. We have <laughs> sort of a low light coming up next. Uh, but I just love him. I love him in his dumb accent and his silly hair. Uh, she like fucking drops a curtain on him and he like dusts himself off and like speaks Shakespeare to her. And I'm like, that would do it for me. So. Hey, I am shocked that you did not see this bullshit. Like see through the love bullshit Ian. of Ian's character. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you are smarter than this. Uh, okay, my highlight and low light, and they just like toggle between the two, is it was a very accurate portrayal of some of the men you run into. And you're like, not yet a girl, not yet a woman face. <laughs> Perhaps we're all still in that. Maybe it never goes away. But you run into some men throughout your young life. And I feel like this kind of hit the nail on the head. You got, like you said, Ian, who's like the theater guy you meet who wears like the long sleeve under the short sleeve, who's like, oh, this accent? Did you notice this accent? He literally says, I'm British, you know? And it's like, yeah. We yeah, fucking know. We, yeah. We know. got we it. Know. He says things like, you know, what say you? And sometimes words fail like right before he kisses you and you're like, okay. And then you got Lena, who actually had a much better draw and like meets the artist who like calls you like his muse makes you home cooked <laughs> meals oh this is seduce you in that way anyway it kind of sent shivers down my spine but um i do think that, that it's accurate costas is not yeah. unlike anything i've ever seen so i can't pretend that i've ever run into him but um otherwise yeah pretty accurate portrayal of some yeah like, you're right the specific like artist type yes listen it's a classic it's a classic. i'm disappointed <laughs> that you're not smarter time. than that okay so oh. this brings us to our low lights uh because that was half a low light kate yes. what's yours um so you know they meet these guys on their respective summer trips and this is after their first year of college and i want to list off where these girls have gone for college because we just talked about it pretty recently on uh the to all the boys three podcast uh, about how it's just always a fucking Ivy League school. Yeah. And it's just not realistic for these characters that have not been presented as scholars of any kind. Right. Um, so uh, Carmen is at Yale. Sure. You know, drama school. I guess that makes mm-hmm. sense. But ambitious. That's like real, yeah. Ambitious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely ambitious. Um, Tibby's at NYU. You know, she made a documentary one summer with a girl who died. So, like, I guess that can probably get you in. But yeah, it's tough. That's tough. <laughs> um, Bridget is playing soccer for Brown, uh, which, you know, she's like an all-star soccer player. So, like, I guess of all of them. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. And Lena's at the Rhode Island School of Design, which, like, she just started drawing figures the summer before, like, when she was drawing Kostas. Like, she had, we she all fucking saw those drawings. It was, like, pencil. I mean, pencil. it's fine, but does that get you into, like, a design school? I don't know. Um, and and I just, considering that, did you see how she drew Jesse Williams' character? <laughs> right. See, these are, I'm like, she's never done a figure drawing class before. That's the first <laughs> time yeah. she does that. I that, I don't know. I just have some questions. And then uh, honorable mention, uh, and yes. no shade to Kostas whatsoever, <laughs> but, you know, this character, as we know him, is like, he I mean, he's a fisherman. He fishes all day right. in Greece. He lives in Greece, at least for the summer. Uh, full-time fisherman. <laughs> and he got into the London School of Economics grad school. Amazing. is incredible. Good for him. But like, wow. I think the writers knew for this one a little bit because did you see how Lena reacted in that scene? She's like, oh, wow. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because right before he'd been like, you happy me. You make happy. Like, Like, what? (laughs) He just has a lot going on in his personal life. You know, he got this girl pregnant. You know, oh, right. he married her and then it turned out like she was lying and she wasn't pregnant. And like, he's got the fisherman business. He's at this market right. every day, like grinding it out. You know, and I just, I mean, <sighs> maybe his IQ is like super high and that's great. But it just seems like extracurricular wise, like he's lacking. You know, yeah. yes. he doesn't have time to put in it's like just, the volunteer work right. that gets you into that yeah. grad school. And it's like a funny nod to be so specific. Just be like, I got into grad school, but like the London School of Economics <laughs> right. is such a bomb drop. Like, okay. 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 Um, anyway. Another low light, just right at the beginning, just sent a shiver down my spine. 
not in a good way. Uh, Carmen, you know, is is walking across the Yale campus. She's in the pants. And it shows like the seasons changing, like as it follows her feet. And she's got the pants on. She's shorter than the other girls. So they're longer on her. Mm-hmm. And the hems, if you remember anyone who's ever worn flared bell bottom pants, as we all mm-hmm. have, the hems are just dragging on the ground and they're wet <laughs> and she walks through snow and she walks through oh. puddles and they're just wet and you could see and I just felt it. I like felt, yeah. you know, like in those, your Ugg moccasins or whatever you wore to high school, you oh walked through God. the parking lot and you got the hems wet and then you just sit in class and like your heels were like damp because your <laughs> pants were damp and I was like, oh! So that that was like a visceral oh reaction for God. me. It really took me back to 2008. Oh my God. You're so, oh my God. I'm sorry. Like I'm getting a I know. Migraine. I needed some time after that as well. <laughs> Once again, their decision oh. to not wash the pants was a mistake. It was baffling. <laughs> Regardless. With the dust yes. from the yeah. archaeological dig. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Um, Amelia, what's your low light? I would say, you know, and I understand, I do appreciate Shakespeare like I, I do appreciate it I do um, you know love his comedies and um, and I love that Carmen found found herself you know at this camp but I will say there's a scene when Carmen and Ian are talking about how they w- want to speak in like Shakespeare and are upset that people speak modern English and they're like I just don't understand why people don't speak like thou doth teacheth the torches to burn bright and I'm just like sitting there being like okay okay guess what you know how hard it is to think of those things in a modern conversation I I'm, it just enrages me as a lazy person okay I'm so happy you brought up the Shakespeare through line of this movie which is really bizarre and as someone who did go to like Shakespeare camp took Shakespeare elective like I know the work and I also know the people that enjoy it and I think I'm one of those like who does enjoy it but also like loves modern English and like yeah. doesn't see a need for that but the the Shakespeare camp that they portrayed was so accurate <laughs> it was spooky to me because the camp director is played by Kyle McLaughlin he's basically mm-hmm. Trey McDougal in Sex in the City that's yeah. the only way I know him he was such an accurate Shakespeare <laughs> summer camp like like director he wore like the bifocals perched on top of his head oh my he had, god like, the long hair he says theater like theater and you're like <laughs> yeah. okay it was too accurate although if you want like a glimpse into what that world is like just watch those scenes because That's it's true. it's real it's really <laughs> it's scary real. <laughs> um and then my yeah. other low light is completely different but I did have a, a major problem with this. Mm. Bridget, who's on an archaeological dig in Turkey, she got accepted somehow into this program, okay, to handle like very delicate materials. And Bridget, I- I'm not sure that that's her like strong suit. She's got a lot of other good qualities. Anyway, <laughs> of course, they're playing a little soccer match. Of course. Like right next to <laughs> a very sacred, it appears, archaeological zone that should remain untouched. And they're playing soccer. The ball goes over kind of to this other part of the, I don't know, like dirt thing. And then (laughs) there's a big sign that's like, do not walk, do not enter. Bridget looks at it. Of course, she's like, I can do whatever I want because I'm really cool. She hops this thing, hops over the like no go zone, falls through. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. Falls (laughs) through into this enormous hole because she was not supposed to be walking there. Potentially messed up thousands and millions of years old fossils and other archaeological I I don't know what artifacts and she falls into a hole and possibly fucks a lot of things up she doesn't even get a a bad talking to basically the woman who is running the archaeological dig is just like that was a woman and she had this history yada yada it was like a learning experience and I was like (laughs) no she should have been booted from the trip immediately she's also like the very first scene this guy is like very carefully brushing off like a human jawbone that he finds in the dirt she literally (laughs) reaches down fucking grabs it and starts taking pictures with it I'm like you don't belong here this is not your place right I feel like she doesn't have the care and like the respect like to just run through this forbidden zone she should not be on that trip no that's messed up thankfully she realizes that eventually and leaves and she goes the hell home crap okay (laughs) Amelia last one Last one. I just want to say, you know, this movie wasn't, I mean, I I was enjoying it or whatever, but it just made, sorry. No, I did enjoy it. It's just, you know, it's so hard to beat the first one. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, the plot and just like 
the writing just wasn't as good, which is fine. That's fine. It's hard to live up to the first one. And this was enjoyable, but really enjoyed the one moment when um, Effie, Lena's younger sister, was like, I'm in Greece and I lost the pants. <laughs> and then Lena, she just calls Lena and Lena's like, OK, yeah, well, I'll go go to Greece and find the pants. Like, what? You're just going to randomly go get a ticket to Greece, which costs like thousands of dollars and get the pants just to find the pants. Agreed. I, I was going to put this what? later, but like, why is it always the younger sister that <laughs> messes things up? I've never seen a single damn plot where the eldest sister <laughs> does something nefarious. And then the younger sister's like, tis, tis, got to clean up your mess. Which granted, in my own sister relationship, I would be the one to fuck things up. And my older sister would be the one to like have to go clean it up and go to Greece. But it's a little unfair. I think you're uh, I think you're the only younger sister on this podcast. So you tough crowd. Oh, we agree. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh, my God. Even Kaya. Uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, Sorry about that, Liz. <laughs> ignore me. Okay, let's do what is age the best and the worst, Kate. Age the worst. Uh, Tippy works at a video rental place and it's just the perfect vibe for her. She hates it. Her boss is really funny <laughs> and like hates life. Uh, but that just did not age well. RIP video rental stores. Also, her phone <laughs> that she uses in this movie is like a brick <laughs> and she just is on yes. it constantly in this yeah. video rental store wearing this like hilarious wig. And I just, all of it is just an artifact of a, another time. Agreed. Age the best. This movie is the epitome of like, do my friends hate me or do I just need to go to sleep? Uh, which you know, there's <laughs> so been a lot, accurate. Of, a lot of discussion about that specific feeling these days. Oh um, my gosh! Poor Carmen. Like, oh. they, they just like are not communicating well in this movie. And Carmen is <laughs> like, mm-hmm. literally, everyone hates me. No one tells me every anything. Mm-hmm. Tibby's like, wow, everyone hates me, and like, I'm not going to tell them anything. Bridget, like, Lord knows, she's just like off doing her own thing. Mm. Lena's going through relationship problems, but like, none of them are talking to each other, and all of them are convinced that like everyone else hates them. Yeah, uh, and it's just like, just go to sleep, man. Like, it, it'll be better. <laughs> in the morning you know totally. and it's just a timeless a timeless struggle like we've all been there yeah thank you about what they had to work with in, at this time in the movie it's basically only email which causes enough drama but think about if these girls had like unopened snapchats or like an instagram mm. dm that they didn't respond to or a group text that they weren't in like it would have gotten a lot more complicated so perhaps Chaos. it's for the best That's that they true. are a simpler time <laughs> um, amelia Thoughts. Yes. Speaking of uh, simpler times, simpler uh, phones, or I guess maybe it, it's still in the back in the day, it seemed very complex. But mm-hmm. I would say best. I love Tibby's T-Mobile sidekick. Yes. I just love watching her flip the little <laughs> thing open. Yes. And it was just like, I remember wa- I remember watching this movie the first time being like, oh, my God, that is that's pretty cool. Like, sidekick. it's like yellow so and cool. white. And I yeah. didn't understand like what she was flipping. I guess I, I just know. like didn't really have something like this. But like. It's like a brick and she like flips something open and then like flips it. But it's not the whole phone. Yeah. I was fascinated. Yeah, sidekicks are amazing. I remember They're this amazing. kid on the bus had it. It was like freaking incredible. That is so. Yeah, and oh, my God. I know. And I'm like, God, I like kind of just want to flip one up just for fun. Mm, you know? I know. So RIP to that. But OK, also and then worst, I would say that Tibby and Brian have a scene where they are having sex and then the condom breaks and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. And Tippy buys a thousand pregnancy tests and she's like, I don't, I don't know. I hope I'm not pregnant. What's going on? It's <laughs> like, have you never heard of Plan B? Have you never watched a female show where they have a commercial of women <laughs> dancing around and promoting a pregnancy like plan B ad I just like what is wrong with our country's education not a lot of resources for young Tibby to figure out what to do besides maybe Google which did uh exist but yeah 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 she also she I do think this is like a little bit out of character just because she's like very much like the more resourceful yes you're right scrappy right like you know, I mean, I think you could argue like if Lena got pregnant, she would just like freak out and like sit in a room and like not know what to do because she's totally. had like a very conservative upbringing. But like Tibby's like with it, you know, she totally she would know about. I agree. I think character like from her character, she would know about Plan B. She wouldn't have any problems with abortion. Like right. of all the girls, I did think that was a little out of character. That's true. 
That's true. This brings me to kind of what has aged the best just plot wise, which is just clueless men. Because like <laughs> Amelia said, Brian is also not helpful and is also <laughs> carrying around an old ass condom in his pocket that his uncle mm. gave him for Come graduation on, Brian, or whatever. Jesus. Like, Brian, don't be like that. And then you got Kostas, which like, even though he was admitted to the London School of Economics, <laughs> is like marrying another woman when he's still yeah. in love with Lena. It's just like, okay, nobody knows what to do. Also, we've talked about this, but the like whole technology aspect of it, like they get in this big fight twice <laughs> almost through the movie because Carmen doesn't open her emails. Essentially, <laughs> one, no one tells Carmen about any of their summer plans and then everyone it turned out sent her an email about it. And then at the very end, she like was missing out on all this like friend drama and all their stories that happened to them over the summer. And then again, just because she didn't answer her email. Bridget didn't open it because she had like a, a quote, lame server, which I don't even know what that means at this point. Um, but yeah, that just is not great for the friends. And then yeah. again, like I said, the the annoying little sister trope is just eternal, apparently, and will never die. And we will always be the it's bad, true. disorganized ones. Okay, let's go to MVP quickly. I love that Amelia could not think of one. <laughs> So I'll go first. And to be honest, I couldn't think of one either. I'm going to hand out a least valuable player, which we don't do too much, but it I love this it. one. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> my least valuable player is Bridget's dad. So Blake Lively's dad, who turns out is Blake Lively's real dad. So when I found that out, I was like, oh shit, that was probably just like a nice little nod, you know, a nice favor that the director did to Blake Lively, yeah. whatever, put her random dad, maybe he was like a <laughs> computer scientist. No, the man is a paid actor, <laughs> which adds a layer to this that's unforgivable because oh if God. he was just a dad on the street, if I put Peter Kelly in this movie, he'd probably give a similar <laughs> performance to this man as Ernie Lively. But no, the man is supposed to have some kind of acting jobs, gives the stalest performance of his entire entire life it's Literally, awful it's so bad i genuinely thought that they just like put a man in front of a camera just to like do blake lively a favor but no the man is supposed to be an actor and he did not act guys it's, awful. it's so bad and i know the character like his whole thing is like he doesn't like, communicate with his daughter but he had to give us something more than that he's supposed to be it's cold true. but not like a, a corpse it's, I it's very like go girl give us nothing like he yeah. gave us absolutely nothing his face blank the entire time he has like two up close shots over the course of two movies yes. and he just oh my god bungles it <laughs> he bungles yeah. it and also i'm on his wikipedia page it says he is not only an american actor he is also an acting coach oh, oh no. <laughs> who is paying ernie lively for lessons you get your money back maybe this is why blake lively did not have the career of like jennifer lawrence or something she could have been something mm. else it's not in the interesting jeans. yeah it's no the um mvp i'm just gonna give it to amber tamlin because sure. she there's a relatability to like mm. her inner turmoil and stress where like it was mostly at the party where she sees effie lena's younger sister with brian and like she freezes and it's like part of her wants to run away part of her wants to like go be sassy part of her is just like freaking mm. out a little bit and just <laughs> she just like does this little like frozen like Ugh! and i was like wow <laughs> we have all felt that and yeah. you know she has the most i think the most difficult storyline in both movies of all the girls, a lot of emotions, yeah. a lot of struggles. You mm -hmm. know, she helps Carmen's mom give birth in this movie, which is very entertaining. She's got the comedic <laughs> chops. I just think she's underrated. She's an underrated sister of the sisterhood. Yeah, totally. And didn't we realize that in the book, she actually has the worst fate of all? Yes, she does. She dies. She dies in the fifth movie, Ooh. you guys. T really tough. Fifth book. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, fifth book. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's why they haven't good. continued the uh, trilogy. Too yeah, sad. sad. Yeah. Uh, quickly, let's do the lightning round. Whoever wrote these can take it away. Pick a summer vacation spot or activity between Vermont, Turkey, New York, or Rhode Island. You can go to Greece too again if you want. <laughs> they do end Amelia, up in Greece. What's your pick? A turkey. Yeah. So, cool. I would like Tur to think we'd be a bit more respectful of uh, right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I think we would. Uh, Turkey seems very dusty to me. At least, like, not all. Just the specific desert that they were in. Right. Uh, I thought Vermont looked pretty great. A lot yeah. of, like, picnics on hillsides with Ian. We're starved Again, for travel. Like, love Ian. Uh, you got to know Ian. Oh, my God. <laughs> we know. Uh, choose an actor you forgot was in this. Lucy Hale as Effie, Lena's younger sister. Wow. Blythe Danner as Bridget's wow. grandma. Jesse Williams as mm. the naked figure model who yes. dates Lena. 
Kyle McLaughlin as the acting coach or Adrian Bailon as <laughs> a cute video couple girl. That's my pick. Adrian Bailon shows in this movie Wild. for two seconds. Two seconds. She literally has like a back and forth with Tibby. Her name in IMDb is cute video couple girl. Uh, she complains about a movie and complains about Tibby and then she's gone. I was like, wow, that was amazing. <laughs> truly, truly incredible. Um, I would say I'm going to go with Kyle McLaughlin as the mm-hmm. Shakespeare quoting pretentious theater guy. Uh, like Liz said, he was just like your spot on theater uh, thespian mm-hmm. Guy mm-hmm. and I just was like and I love Kyle McLaughlin. I think he's really a good, <laughs> he was a great. great actor. And so I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, give me more of him. So in the outline, Kate was like, the noise I made when Adrian Bellion popped up as cute video girl. The noise I made when Jesse Williams appeared on my screen took yes. my breath away. I literally stopped in my tracks. Like he's just so breathtaking, and it was so random for him to pop up in this movie. Obviously, I had to start somewhere. He didn't pop up in Grey's Anatomy, in my, but in my brain, he did. So very happy to see him. We also should mention movie. his character introduction. He, you know, Lena's in her first figure drawing class. She's like, you know, just like fumbling stuff, like kind of embarrassing as Lena is. Uh, And he comes up next to her and he's like, you're a virgin, huh? And she's like, excuse me? And he's like, this is your first figure drawing class. So they're talking, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's like, how hard can it be? Like, it's just drawing people. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. Good luck. And then he turns around, takes his shirt off, drops his pants, and he's the nude model. I mean, (laughs) iconic. (laughs) doesn't get better than that. She, like, loses it, drops all her paints uh, or whatever the fuck she's doing. But yeah, great. Just iconic. Uh, If you had a major (laughs) life crisis, as Tibby does in this movie, which friend, which of the sisters would you call for advice or a pep talk? She goes to Lena. (laughs) Lena's in town. How do you feel about that? Not great. Lena's clueless. <laughs> See, I, mean, I agree. Like, Lena didn't I, do a very good job. What kind of advice uh, is she going to give you? But to be yeah. honest, I I can't say that any of them gave any good advice to the this, these two movies that we watch. I'm calling uh, Bridget's grandma Blythe Danner because she <laughs> yeah. actually talked and explained depression and like all these yeah. different very complicated topics very well. That's, so I'm picking that's a her. Good- Yeah, I I wrote this early on in the movie, you know, when Tibby like started to have these problems. And I was going to say Carmen because I was like, she's the clearly like the mom friend. She's got her shit together. She brings snacks to the hangout. Like (laughs) she's the one you call. But then Tibby goes to see Carmen, clearly like needs someone to talk to. Carmen's studying her lines the whole time. Doesn't even talk to her about anything. Tibby doesn't feel comfortable telling her because Carmen's like too busy for her. I was like, Carmen, I trusted you. Um, I feel like I would call Bridget because if you talk to Bridget for two seconds, like you feel like your life choices are better than Bridget's. (laughs) You know, like I would call Bridget to feel better about my mental state or like, Mm. you know, and and like, you know, Bridget just never knows what's going on. I feel like. And it's just like constantly running around causing problems. (laughs) So I think I would feel better about whatever's going on with me once I talk to Bridget. (laughs) I think that's good. I, I would um I would probably try to raise Bailey from the dead. Oh God, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, because because she gives good advice. I don't know. I don't, she does. She She's does. A good hang. She has a certain perspective on life that mm-hmm. you right. have. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. uh, and final lightning round question: Would you give Costas a second chance, like Lena does? Yes or no? No, oh. I hold just grudges like within an inch of my life, and I'm extremely dramatic. You scored me once, you're out forever. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a no for me too. But I also am like cynical about long distance, and he's like at the London School of Economics, and I'm right. in Rhode Island, so I, it's going to be a no for me as well. Like Jesse Williams yeah. is right there. I don't know why I would <laughs> True. be emailing, True. skyping Costas for the next five years of my life. No, rude. I don't know. I. I like Costas, but I know me too. (laughs) We got to have someone that would. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Who knows what we'll do next week? The world is our oyster. (laughs) Obviously going to be something great. And we'll tease it on Instagram probably with what we choose. Okay. Before we wrap up, we're doing tea times, unanswerable questions. Two quick ones for me and one from Kate. So I'm just taking a temperature check. We've talked about them once before. Allie and AJ, uh, any stands? in the audience or amongst uh, my Tea Time hosts because they are dropping an album for the first time in 14 years on May 7th. And I love this because Allie is 31 and AJ is 29, like right in our little wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. This is the title of said album. I thought this was a joke or a typo, but it's not. All lowercase. A touch of the beat gets you up on your feet, gets you out, and then into the sun. 
<laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's a haiku. That's not an album title. <laughs> I was all ready to be like, yes, I'm ready for this. And that just single-handedly, I'm out. No punctuation, no <laughs> yeah. capitalization, nothing. Uh, you know what? We need to write an article about this or like do a podcast about it just to see what our copy desk does when we put that <laughs> yes. in our podcast yes. description. Oh, that's funny. I yes. just want to know, like, I just want to give Craig Gaines an aneurysm. Like, I just, I need to know what their reaction to that will be. My interest is peaked Not for good. sure. Um, yeah, their last yeah. album was in 2007. And uh, and then, of course, the reason I, I believe they're doing this, which is fair, is that their potential breakup song blew mm-hmm. up on TikTok. All the teens ate right. it up. They actually re-released like a an explicit version of the song. Mm-hmm. Who knows how well that did. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do it. Definitely do it. But I'm just a little puzzled. We're going to need um, a shorter album. Yeah. Maybe. We just got to maybe do an acronym. So it's like, yeah. I, 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 you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll work on it. Okay. Uh, last question wow. for me is, and I don't know if you guys have a good answer to this, but I had to pose it. Do you guys have an obscure connection to a streaming login that you use? Because Netflix is like rolling out this new thing that's really trying to crack down on all the shared accounts that go on on Netflix. Ugh. So a message will pop up and say, if you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching. And then it makes you verify the identity. So it either texts or emails the actual account owner, which means if you're using your boyfriend's dad's, ex-boyfriend's dad account, like John will get an email where it's like a user is actually using your account, John, like verify it, which is so awkward and will cause a lot of problems for right. all the people that are like swapping logins. Do you guys have an answer to this? This is so chaotic and evil. It's so, <laughs> it's so evil. They know how people work. They know everyone yeah. is on their ex's accounts. Um, yeah, this is evil. I actually am like pretty much play by the rules. Uh, of course. And, and have my own logins for things. The only, your question is, what's the most obscure connection to a streaming login that you have? Mm-hmm. Mine is like, I I use like the ringer logins where like, you know, some, oh. edi- some editor like in 2016, like Donnie Kwok signed up for CBS All Access or something. <laughs> And so, like, I still, I'm, like, logged into some of those still, and I use those, which, like, Spotify you know, so, for sometimes, listening. sometimes it's yeah. for work. <laughs> Crack uh, down. But, like, okay. if, like, if Donnie Kwok got a text, like, KL was on your account, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that would work. So, I, yeah. you know, I'm mostly safe from this, but that's really evil. So, does it, so every time, like, so, okay, so I, I usually play by the rules. To, well, I have, like, friends who's, mm-hmm. who I use their accounts, and, like, I let some friends use mine, but... So if my friend is using my account and he signs in, it'll prompt me with like a text and that will Mm -hmm. happen every single time he signs in. So like every single day. Is that what this thing is? It appears to be. I'm not sure entirely. I have I not gotten this pop up. So angry. (laughs) This is not okay. Also, it's a nuisance. Even if you swap it within a brother, sister, mom, mom, daughter, whatever, like to have your mom have to answer every time you want to open up Netflix is annoying. Maybe it'll just do like like once per user or something. Like just like when it starts, even then it's annoying and I don't really annoy it. Yeah, I guess the most we'll obscure one, Kate, when me and you are like estranged in five years, this will be a problem. But I do use the Hallowell's account for Disney+. Because Disney <laughs> <laughs> one time you let me watch Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton and High School Musical. I so thank you. On that one. That'll be like a problem for, for me for a later date. Um, Kate, oh. what's your question? All right. My question is inspired by Who Weekly which we love. Uh, Mm -hmm. They had a question that was, what is your, I would even (laughs) do or go see this right now? Which, which means like, you know, we're a year into working from home pandemic quarantine and their thought exercise was like, I'm so bored. I would even go experience this. And here are some of their, their examples, which I think really run in line with our interests. I would even go see a James Corden, one man show. Uh, Josh Gad doing Rent. I love that or one. Or a Julianne and Derek Huff dance production. <laughs> so uh, I have to say right off the bat, I would not go to any of these things right now. I, there's, it would take another year of quarantine for me to think about any of that. Um, but what is your, like, this, like, I would even, just to get out of the house, like, I would even go do this. Do any of you have an answer? <laughs> I might watch Matthew Morrison be the Grinch in like a live production. <laughs> it's like, 
as bad as it gets for me. I yeah. think I would do that. Sit in the yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe I would maybe do that just for the chaos. Sure. Yeah. Just to, and just to say you were there. You just know? to yeah. say you were yeah. there. Yeah. Just Watch to witness Boo-Boo history. Stewart. Yeah. Just crawl around on the floor for yeah. an hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. My uh, my really true answer to this, and this mm-hmm. is the first thing I thought of, which isn't really in line with the the question, but kind of is. I would go to Ringer coworker drinks, even if none of you could go. Previously, wow. a deal breaker. Wow. Very much a deal breaker in the past. <laughs> uh, I think that it's been so long without seeing my other coworkers. I think I could do it, you guys. <laughs> wow, I'm proud of my, you. Thank I'm you. Proud I of think you. that's where I'm at. Although, eh, maybe not. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, that's I, all I got. I would say the Josh Gad doing Rent is a similar thing to me. Like I, yeah, Josh Gad, but you know, like (laughs) Matthew Morrison, you would be witnessing history. You would be. Who is Josh Gad playing in Rent? I'm curious. I'll have to listen to find out. A lot of questions. It kind of depends on who he's playing, to be honest. If he were doing all the roles. Hell yeah. Oh, One Man Rent? Yeah, One Man Rent. Yes. I would see that. You're right. (laughs) Yeah. We're going off the rails. I'm closing this episode down. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Thank you so much to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.